on today and on this beautiful September, our first Sunday of September, we have a lot, kind of a lot going on today, even though it's Labor Day weekend and a lot of us, as you can see, a lot of our uh, consistently present families are traveling, but there's a lot going on. We have in a few minutes the oath of office for the Ladies Educational Society. We have the uh, scholarships and of course, coffee hour as always. But we heard a very interesting gospel reading, and I'd be remiss if I didn't point out just a few very brief thoughts. So we heard that it was a parable that Christ gave. Parables, of course, always point to the kingdom. They remind us of what the kingdom of heaven will be like. And it was a way that Christ would teach people about heaven, about paradise. And he said that it's, it will be like this great king that called his servants forward to settle his accounts, to collect his debts, in other words. And he called someone forward who owed him 10,000 talents to, to make this, uh, so for all of us to understand, 10,000 talents was more than this servant could ever earn in his entire life. He could work every day and save everything he made, and he would never have 10,000 talents in his life. In other words, it was an in impossible debt to repay and he calls him forward and he says you have to pay he says give me time he got on his knees he begged him and he says give me time and I'll pay you in full the king knew that it was impossible and the way the law worked at the time was if you had a debt and you couldn't pay your debt the person whom you owed your debt to could have you imprisoned or even worse he could have you sold as a slave together with your wife and children and with all your property and whatever they collected from all that would go towards your debt and then you were free of your debt but you were not free at all because you were enslaved and the king forgave him he had pity on him it says he had mercy on him and he forgave him his debt and he let him free and as he left that place he saw another person who owed him a hundred denarii a hundred denarii was one or two weeks' pay, a debt that could be paid back. And the man said, I don't have it, but I, I'll give me some time and I'll, I'll pay you back. And he grabbed him by the throat and he said, pay me now. And he imprisoned him, had him locked in jail. And you see where the parable is going. The same person who was just shown mercy and was forgiven a debt went out immediately and attempted to collect a debt that was owed to him. And instead of having mercy himself, he was not merciful at all, but he was mean and vengeful and angry. It's interesting when we look at the word forgiveness, in Greek it's sihorisis. I forgive sinhoro. Have you ever thought what that means? Sinhoro. To be in the same space, to live together. Horos in Greek is a space. Sin, to be together in that space. To forgive means to live well together. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And when we think about it, we become like God when we forgive. God is the ultimate forgiver. He shows mercy on all. And we are called to be like Him and to forgive. And although it makes it's very difficult for us at times. We continue as Orthodox Christians to work 
on our ability to forgive, on our ability to show mercy. And then we come together in church and we worship and we receive God's body and blood where we are unified as one body. Sometimes people make the mistake and they say, I go to church or I receive communion so I can be with God. In orthodoxy, we do all these things and we receive communion so that we can become God. So that His blood becomes our blood and His body becomes our body and His thought process becomes our thought process. And what He loves, we love. And what, how the way He forgives, we forgive. And it's a beautiful unity, a beautiful unifying effort where all of us come together as the body of Christ. This is why in orthodoxy we don't believe in congregational uh, theology where each congregation is kind of its own diocese, its own boss. We are part of a body, the church. We are not exclusive one parish to another, nor should we have one parish competing with another. Because if one church gains members, they all gain members. And if one church loses members, the whole body loses members. It's time for us to begin to think as one body, to do good for one another, to be happy for one another when there is a joyous occasion, but also to be sad for one another when things are going badly. We continue to attempt to grow and become greater and stronger in our faith and to become sharers of space, to be for people who are able to forgive. One of the worst things that we can say, even though it's, we, we hear it all the time, is I'll never forgive him. No matter how long I live, I'll never forgive him. And it's actually very unorthodox to never be able to forgive. To be orthodox means to share space, to live in harmony, to be supporters of one another. It doesn't mean that we ignore when people wrong us, but we learn to forgive and hopefully our example of forgiveness will help to sprout seeds of orthodoxy and others around us.